Welcome to Straight and Curly, a podcast for self-improvement junkies. I'm Kelly Exeter. And I'm Carly Jacobs. This is episode 145. Hello and welcome to Straight and Curly. How are you going today, Kel? Yeah, not too bad. I will, uh, I will <laughs> confess, I've noticed myself being quite ragey in the last week or so, which is not usually me. Like usually I'm quite hard to offend and I'm I'm very willing to give people the benefit of the doubt more often than not. Yeah, rage is not um, a word I'd use to describe you. Yeah, it's well, there's been kind of several different occasions with several different people this week now where I've just gotten so angry that I've had to accept that the problem is me, not them, because um, it's yeah, it's different people who have been really annoying. Like they're people with like track records that maybe I've just kind of gotten to the point of, oh, you're so annoying and go away. Um, but, yeah, it's just been I've had to kind of take a bit of a deep breath in the last day or so and go, what is going on with you? You need to take a chill pill, Kelly. Um, so, yes, that's me. I've been really ragey. <laughs> that's so weird. That's not something I would have expected from you at all. <laughs> so, so people would be like, I'd pay to see you be ragey, Kelly. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> I imagine it's a very twee style of rage. <laughs> I do try to be quite um, eloquently ragey like, as opposed Ooh, to Oh, I love eloquently ragey. ragey. I kind of feel like you need to be British to be properly eloquent. Ragey. Well, I'm I'm the kind of ragey that like I'll go do a workout in the garage or something that's usually super boring and I can't stand it, but it literally goes in two seconds because it's where I'm I'm composing all these great comebacks in my head for like what I should have said in the moment and uh, you know so that kind of ragey stuff. So not very edifying, (laughs) Kelly. Yes. Anyway, um, Carl's recommendation of the week. (laughs) So my recommendation this week is uh, styling you the label. She has jeans called Carly Jeans and full disclosure, they are named after me and were gifted to me. Uh, But they're specifically for non-jeans wearers, which I am, and I'm loving them (laughs) and I've been wearing them all the time. And I currently only have one jumper, so I need to expand my top repertoire. But they're dig-free denim and they are actually dig-free. So, yeah, I was under no obligation to mention them at all, but I have been wearing them almost every day. And, uh, yeah, I'm in the size 16 and they sit on my hips and they don't get all saggy and baggy. I love jeans that sit on the hips. Yeah. I just can't find them anywhere. These ones are really good, yeah, because I've got a pair of high-rise jeans, which I like, but – it, it needs to really sit on the right spot if they're yeah. high rise. But, yeah, so they're not hipster. They, they kind of hit, sit like a little bit higher yes, than that. Yes, that's exactly it. You need hipster jeans. You need jeans that sit on the hips but are not hipster jeans. That's exactly it. So, yeah, so they're really comfy. I yeah. wear them with a belt just because I need to because just all pants fall down on me. But, yeah, they're super comfy. And, yeah, if anyone has any good top recommendations, I like all natural fibres. Um, yeah, I like all natural fibres. That's kind of it. <laughs> strictly opposite to me which is i can't wear wool because i'm allergic to it Ooh, so no. try finding a jumper when you can't wear wool oh, um anyway uh my recommendation of the week is a little bit random as they tend to be um do you do if you ever come across those code cracker crossword style puzzles like where it, it looks like a crossword but like the boxes are numbered and they give you like three letters to start so like no. number like three will be letter a and 
like number five would be the letter N and stuff like that. So anyway, it's this, I find them so addictive and I like anyone who knows what I'm talking about knows what I'm talking about and they are jumping up and down in their seat right now going, oh my God, yes, I love those puzzles. They're the best. Where do you everyone find I know them? who's um, like sometimes they're in the paper. Like I first ever found them in the paper and then I was like, I fully love these. I need a whole book of them. So then you find like like full books of them at the news agent, but they're those horrible looking like woman's day style covers yeah. with the like with which or you know the um you know what I'm talking about where it's just not pretty it's not aesthetic so I've actually I'll put a picture in the group I've actually covered them in a like gift wrapping paper <laughs> style thing because they were so offensive to me to look at but I need these puzzles because I love them <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes I've covered them in um gift wrapping paper and contact so that they're not offensive <laughs> and don't ruin don't ruin the aesthetics oh of my, my God, study. Oh, my God, so funny. <laughs> so I'll, I'll put a picture in the group. But, yes, I love these puzzles. I just, like, they're very um, addictive because they are easy. So sometimes crossword puzzles are hard to finish, like the they crossword are. puzzles where it's like five across is this and five, you know, ten down is that, whereas these, like, you finish them and you feel so good about yourself. Um it's not so do- – yeah, it's hard to describe what they are. I will have to put a picture in the group. But like I said, anyone who knows what I'm talking about is like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, Kelly, and they are the best. So, yes, those are things I recommend, um, <laughs> and that was really random. And now, Carly, what's your random thing of the week? So this one is more of a fun question for Kelly and for our listeners who will no doubt be yelling at us uh, while they're listening <laughs> in the car. So, Kelly, what animal is Goofy? Uh, is – is Goofy not a dog? He is not a dog. I, I was going to say, he's clearly not a dog. He's not a dog. So. Yeah, it's an, is, it's an interesting question once you get to he's not a dog, right? Well, yeah, because if he's not a dog, what is he? Okay. Is he something? Oh, my God, this is going to be awesome. It's, it's better be awesome. It's pretty awesome <laughs> and really weird because even I've asked this question to a few people recently because we've, we've been playing online board games with, Ben's mates, and I asked them, none of them knew. They came up with so many different options. Like once I got to dog, they're like, is he like a ferret or something or is he like a mouse? And they just kept going in circles like this. <laughs> and then they started talking about like size disparity between the characters. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, Donald's a duck. So, you know, they're all kind of the Like I think size doesn't actually mean anything. Are you guys ready? Because I wanted to give you a moment to have a think about what he was. <laughs> Are you ready? Goofy. I'm ready. Is a cow. No. He's a no. cow. He's straight up a cow. Yeah, I learned this okay. last week. Yeah, he's I a can cow. sort of see how, he, yes, um, yeah. thinking about Goofy. I'm now going to go have to check Goofy yeah. for udders. Because Does he have Pluto's udders? a dog. <gasps> Pluto's a dog. Yeah, Goofy looks yeah. exactly like a dog. I don't know what. Crack. I mean, Pluto is clearly a dog because Pluto is a dog in the show. Is he? He is. He's, is he? he's Mickey's dog. Yes. Right. Yeah. But oh, right. So yeah. So that was my cow. fun thing of the week. So yeah. Interesting. So <laughs> this week, our topic of the week is a Q and A. So we hopped into the group and had some people ask us some questions that they were interested in, and we'll just jump straight into it. So Teresa asks Kelly, "How was your writing course in Vegas? Which wasn't in Vegas. It was in. <laughs> oh, it was in yes, no, not in Vegas. It was in Nashville. <laughs> it was in Nashville. <laughs> she said, "I know it came at a crazy time. Did it help you uh, in professional?" 
or personal growth ways? Yeah, gosh, that course feels like it was at least a year ago now. So much has happened in that time. So it was at the end of February um, and it it did come at a crazy time for me because I was kind of coming off a lot of stuff to do with with Jaden's basketball club and had a lot of work on and things were a bit crazy. And this was pre, like this was just as coronavirus was kind of like the world was aware of it but and people were kind of thinking about it but you know, certainly not where, obviously not where we're at right now. Um, so I got in and out of Nashville um, well ahead of that. Well, I sorry, a couple of weeks ahead of that. But um, yeah, it was really good. I'm so glad I went. I did want to go. I was thinking of every excuse in the world to not go, but my friend Darren was going. And if I I couldn't not go and leave him oh, yeah, totally. by himself. <laughs> that would have been really inappropriate convincing him to go and then go, oh, just jokes, I'm not going at all. Um, so, yeah, on a personal level, I was I realised that I had been using the kids as a massive crutch for coping, as in if I can focus all my energy on them, it's not so much that I don't have to confront my loss, but it was a what I considered a healthy distraction. And so I was very freaked out at the thought of what, what's, what am I going to be doing? If you're not doing if that. I, yeah. If I don't have, you know, focusing on the kids to keep me busy and I only have to think about myself, well, that, what's that going to look like? Um, in the end, it actually looks, looked really good. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed coming back to my hotel room at the end of each day and having all that time to myself and not having to think about anybody but myself. And, and in thinking about myself, I kept things very simple of like, I'm just going to lie in this bed and I'm going to read my book or I'm going to have a nice hot shower or I'm going to go get something to eat. And, um, it was just nice to be, flying solo like um yeah in in that regard so I didn't it spend an especially it didn't really like bring up a lot of like oh wow now I have to confront all these feelings of that I have been putting you know pushing down about ant because I guess I've been I've obviously been processing it more than I thought I had so it's not like all these things suddenly bubbled to the surface and got me so that was um on a personal level on a professional level yeah it was fantastic and I ironically it was like the guy running the course just is so smart. He's so well read. His approach to writing is like an approach to life. It's very wide ranging. Um, his base philosophies I really buy into. So even though he was applying them to writing, a lot of what he was talking about could apply to life as well. Um, so it was just, yeah, it was just really, um, it was just really lovely to sit there and listen to someone speak who is so smart. And I'm just like, wow, how. How are you able to um, synthesize all this knowledge that you have and then articulate it to us in a way that we can understand? That's amazing. I just love watching, listening to people do that. So it was a real treat professionally. So, yes, that was that was the um, the trip. Um, and then the next oh, question is for me sorry, as the well. Next, the next <laughs> question is for Kelly too. Uh, so this comes from Sarah. Did you find a new show to watch as a family? Uh, so we found Friday Night Lights. Thanks to everybody who told us where to find that. I found it on Nine Now, which so and I knew Mia wouldn't be interested in it, but I was sure Jaden would be. Um, so at least like one of us, at least one of my kids would have something to watch with me, and then the other one could just watch something on their iPad, but be in the same room as us. But um, yeah, we've watched three apps of Friday Night Live and 
so Friday night lights and his Jada's not super engaged. And then somewhere in there we found this show called The Big Show Show <laughs> that is about this wrestler who has retired and then it's just like a sitcom basically but he's got three daughters and and a wife and um and it actually is quite fun. it was it was seemed pretty lame at the start but it's actually quite funny and quite good so then we were just starting to get into it as like all three of us but then bam it ran out eight episodes oh. and it's done I was devastated. I was like, because uh, we we watched this episode and Jaden he has a real eye for this kind of stuff, and he goes, "That felt like a very end of season episode." And I was like, "Yes, it did feel very end of season ish." And then we went to watch the next one. And we were like, "Damn it, it's the end of the season." Um, they've only done one season, so spewing. Um, but yeah, we've watched that. Um, and then yeah, as I mentioned in the last episode, so then what we've ended up doing is I. The kids watch something they want to watch either on the iPad or TV and I, I take myself off to the playroom um, where I can shut the door and I, I've been watching Afterlife. But um, I have gotten to the end of Afterlife now, so I'm going to try and get Jaden to come back to Friday Night Lights with me and see if I can get him engaged with it. Does it take a while to get into? Um, Friday really? Night Lights. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. I wasn't fanatical about it though, um, but I, I kind of got it. I, I don't think I ever even finished it, but I really got quite into Tammy Taylor. She's incredible. And also Team Riggins, man, really into Tim Riggins. Right. So I don't, which, which are they? Oh, Tammy's the wife. Tammy's the wife and Tim Riggins is just the impossibly hot best friend of the guy that ends up in the wheelchair. Uh, yes. Yeah. Got it. Yes. Yes, with you. Um, right, weird. Cool. I just had Noted. a weird thought about a show that you guys might like. It might be completely rogue, um, but Adam ruins everything. <laughs> yeah, I reckon at least Jaden would yeah. like that. And I reckon it would appeal to me as very contrary, like, kind of mind. Yeah. Um, also, so, there's another yeah. fantastic show. I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix, but it was for a while. It's called Unwrapped 2.0. And then I can't figure out if, there's an unwrapped 1.0 or if the show is just called unwrapped 2.0. 2.0. We've never been able to figure that out. But it's hosted by the guy who plays, um, oh, I can't remember his name, but he's in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Carlton in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like the silly brother. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's hosted by him and he's hilarious and it just shows how food is made in factories. All right. It's okay. really interesting. I know that sounds kind of boring, no, but it's it does fascinating. Sound, it does sound interesting. Yeah, so no. that might be good. And I think... Uh, Adam Ruins Everything is on available on demand on SBS at the moment. Yeah, and I think you because you mentioned that the other week. Yeah, and yeah. Unwrapped Two Point comes on and off on Netflix. So yeah, that might work. Oh, thanks, man, and thanks to everybody who suggested stuff in the group as well. I'm like busy looking through all these things, trying to find that that secret source. Um, yeah. So your the next question is for you and Sarah asked Carly, how is country life now that you are well and truly settled and have been through kind of like the you know the ups and downs? Did you learn anything you didn't expect? Um, yeah, we are absolutely loving it. I have written a proper blog post about it with all of the do's and don'ts and advice and things. Uh, but yeah, we're so happy, particularly with COVID-19. We just could not have moved at a better time. Every day we go for a walk outside. Oh, I know. We, can't, we cannot believe our luck. If we were living in our old house under the current circumstances, we would just be going stir crazy. Uh, but yeah, every day we just wake up and it's so pretty and we go for walks and we just have been like, we, we can't, 
believe how lucky we are to be living here, particularly in this time. Uh, I've learned, so this is pre-COVID, um, I've learned that I don't need as much company as I thought. I was perfectly happy with weekend visits from the people that I love. The only thing I do truly miss is F45. I found a lovely small backyard gym that I adore and post-COVID I'll be going there every single morning again. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a year and a half and I still miss my F45. Oh, I know. I've been doing it online yeah. I, because I think I mentioned that last episode. I've been yeah. doing it online, which has just been amazing and I will absolutely take that. But there was just something about starting my day and also just the option of, like I'd book in and you had to go to the sessions that you booked yes. into or otherwise they'd take your money. Yeah. And you, ha- yes. you had so many <laughs> options. You could go at 5, 5.30, 6, 6. Like they, they, it was just there were so many options of times that you could go and it was just such a great way to start the day. And I haven't – and I love my local gym. It's fantastic, but the classes are an hour, um, which – Oh, and there's just something about an hour class. Yeah. Like I, I really struggle with anything about 45 minutes. Yeah, I don't know what it is about one hour. I'm exactly the same. <laughs> so, yeah, that's 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 really my one complaint. But my, my favourite thing, shortly before uh, COVID-19, um, Ben was overseas and I had three weekends at home without him and I just booked friends in to come and visit me every weekend while he was away just to keep me company. And I can remember just standing in my kitchen and cooking food for my friends and drinking wine and our kids playing together and just thinking this was just the best decision we ever made because oh, it's yeah. just everyone comes and they our house is really relaxing like people just come here and they yes. don't they don't want to leave like they arrive yeah. and we go oh there's wineries there's some good walks there's some you know um cycle things that we can go and do and we've had Chrissy and Jim come to visit twice and I, and they're, they're travel bloggers and yeah <laughs> they go and visit here and I and I go do you, like we can try to arrange to go out for dinner if you like and they go no let's just sort of take away and drink some wine here at your oh, house oh that's so, so good I love that yeah awesome. so it's, it's awesome we have no regrets it's fantastic Oh, that's brilliant. Um, I love hearing that. Now, Matilda's, uh, Matilda has asked both of us, what is your guilty pleasure and what are you reading? You go first. So my guilty pleasure is FroPro <laughs> Singles. I don't know if you guys remember, particularly when I was pregnant, I was obsessed with FroPro ice cream. It's like keto ice cream. They release these FroPro sing- Singles and they're like keto magnums. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're delicious. And if you see them, you should try them. Uh, I am currently reading a book called The Girl Before. It's just one of those good, fun, top 100 thriller-style things that I picked up at Kmart. Um, Yeah, just good, fun romp. Nothing too exciting. Oh, nice. Kel? Um, My guilty pleasure is long, hot showers, (laughs) which which is I feel whenever I say that, I feel bad because it's so bad for the environment. And I'm not having half an hour showers or anything like that, guys, but. I do have a pretty solid hot shower every day and it's just the best part of my day and I love it so much and um, sorry to the environment for what I'm doing. You're consistent there. though. Uh, like that's that's pretty much always been a guilty pleasure of yours. It has. It's, it's longstanding and I yet try not to do other environmentally damaging things to compensate, um, like not watering the garden. Um, Just on the long hot shower thing, you know what's really weird? We're on tank water. So occasionally if we've had six days of rain, I will just have a really long hot shower because <laughs> I kind of need to. Or you can and you have to, yeah. yeah, you've got to empty the tank or just take the top off it. Yeah. Yes, I like that. 
I'm going to maybe get a tank. (laughs) Um, And I'm the book I'm reading at the moment is by a WA blogger called Lisa Sheeran, who is the notorious mum. Do you know Lisa? I actually don't know Lisa at all, other than I saw saw her. I I see her occasionally online when other people share stuff. I saw that she had this book ages ago. Then I saw the other day she was doing a bit of special on it. And I'm like, you know what? I, I really love the cover of this book. So I've always like, I'm going to get that book. Um, anyway, I've got it and I've just really enjoyed it. I'm reading it at night and it's, yeah, just a nice, easy fiction read. And I know how hard easy fiction is to write, Lisa. So good on you. I'm really enjoying it. It's called um, A Beginner's Guide to Running which sounds like it's about running but it's not it's just a <laughs> it's just a standard fiction book but it's really really good i'm nearly finished and i've really enjoyed it um yes so renee asked next question is what have you learned about yourself in voluntary isolation so i've learned that i'm definitely more extrovert leaning uh which, you know, is obvious. Um, and I also, yeah, I also suck at working out at home and I did already know those two things, but yeah, my, my two things I've really been missing is regular human contact outside of my immediate family. Ben has not struggled with that at all. If he never saw anyone, but Harriet and I for the rest of his life, he'd be quite happy. I need, yeah. I need to touch more than that. And Harriet does too. Uh, and yeah, in-person gym classes, I've known that for a really long time, but th- that's just what I need. And I cannot wait to get up at six o'clock in the morning and drive myself to the gym as soon as it opens. Yeah, so good. Uh, what have I learned about myself? Um, I think I already knew this. It's really hard to be an introvert when you have zero oh, alone time. God, yeah. It's like I, I saw this meme on the internet. It was like, the introverts just want everybody out of their house. <laughs> and the extroverts so want to get out of your house. <laughs> well, it's just like the intro- everyone's like, oh, the introverts are really enjoying isolation. It's like, no, they're not because ev- there's they the, every people are in their spaces and they can't get away from them. So, yeah, I, I already knew I, I needed that kind of alone time and just nobody in my space and nobody talking to me. Um but it just really reinforced it for me. Um, what I did learn is just how adaptable my kids are. Um, I thought they would, re- I thought they would struggle a lot more than they did. The cracks really, really only started to appear at the end. Um, and in fact, they got so comfortable in ISO mode. I, I created such a lovely environment for them that they didn't want to go back to school in the end. And I was like, "Hell no, you're going back to school. <laughs> See you later. Don't let the door hit Bye. you on the way out." <laughs> um, Maybe that was my funniest isolation moment because Danielle Smith has said, Carls, what has been your funny funniest isolation moment or thing happened? Uh, nothing, no particular event, but uh, Harriet's language is coming along quite nicely and she's learnt to say no thank you, but it comes out as no dando. Mm. Uh, no. So, you know, you'll say, time to have a bath and she'll go, no dando. And you're like, yeah. No, you'll be so spewing when she starts saying no thank you. Like <laughs> when they say things cutely, you're like, oh, don't ever – like Jaden used to call yogurt gigget oh. um, and he used to call Poppy, um, Ant's dad is Poppy, he used to call him Bobba and I'm oh. like, oh, I'm just going to – like one day you're going to start saying yogurt and I'm going to be so devo. So you're going to be so devo when she stops saying that. Yeah, it's just uh, – she's just adorable. Like, I mean, you know, she's giving me a run for my money this week but honestly, like <laughs> it's also because she's just learnt that she can say no and she cannot do yeah. what we've asked of her and it is – so cute we're terrible parents we just laugh at her like we ask her to do something she goes no 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 and we go ha, 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 you're hilarious <laughs> that's amazing so she's <laughs> just encourages her so she's getting away with it um 
And she says no dando all the time, regardless of whether she's saying no or not. And she's also started doing this over the top, like, ooh, <laughs> it's where we show her things. So Ben started doing like animal of the day and he'll show her a video of, I don't know, penguins or praying mantises or something. And she toddles over to the phone and goes, ooh, she's so freaking cute. So it's just, yeah, basically just living with, you know, a small person who's learning to talk is just endlessly hilarious. Oh, that's so cute. Um, yeah, so um, our funniest isolation moment was, I think, when I told a few people, like my parents, my sister, and then the neighbours, for for me as birthday, like I told my parents and my sister like that their two respective households could come over, but they had to stand in the driveway socially <laughs> distanced, very which is actually legal, very, which is. was legal at the time. Um, and then our neighbours, they just came out the front of their house and stood in their driveway next to our driveway. Oh, so, so lovely. <laughs> so, you know, it was just a very, and then like, and then Jaden and Mia and I stood in the garage and everybody sang happy birthday from like 10 meters away um just to just to give me or like some little you know happy birthday thing but anyway this helicopter flies overhead at that moment like you know where everyone's you know mum and dad is standing in the driveway and then my sister and her husband and one of their kids is standing like in another part of the driveway our, our driveway is quite long um and then a helicopter drive flies overhead and mum starts freaking out because she's sure that this helicopter is for us <sighs> Because someone has clearly reported us and now the helicopter has come <laughs> to observe us and we're going to get in trouble. And then, then these sirens start somewhere else. So that, so mum is just losing her mind. So you get where I get my rule following nature from. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just so funny. I'm like, mum, trust me, the helicopter is not for us. Look, it is continuing on up the coast. It's, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's like a shark helicopter. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was our very highly amusing isolation moment. Oh, that's hilarious. Mom. Completely convinced that somebody in the street had, and like literally people were in our driveway for 10 minutes. I'm like, that's a pretty motivated police force. If somebody has alerted them to people being in our driveway and they've managed to launch a helicopter and send them for us, or within 10 minutes, mum's not happening. So <laughs> it was very cute though. And my neighbours thought it was very funny that, yes, mum was so freaking out. Oh, anyway, um, Alison asks, what about ideas to build a sense of team virtually? What's something that you your your clients do here, Carl? So I've got one of my clients has been having what she calls Friday Fun Fowler. Uh, which is where we all have drinks together on Friday afternoons, which is really lovely because I'm the only one in her team that works remotely. All the rest, I think there's one other one that works remotely. All of the rest of them work out of her house. So Uh, it's been really nice seeing the people that I've been working with (laughs) close to three years now. Uh, And so, yeah, we all just grab a glass of wine and have a chat and it's really nice. And she does cool things because we all communicate on Slack and she does cool things where, you know, on a Tuesday everyone will have to, she'll come up with a theme and then everyone has to change their name on Slack and communicate under that theme. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's just really nice. And it also just like it's nice for me because it makes me feel like I'm part of the team even though they're all in Brisbane and, you know, I'm here in country Victoria. So yeah, that kind of stuff is really nice. And also just, um, uh, yeah, just including people. Like I don't work full time for her and I do kind of, and I'll go a couple of months and not work for her, but she always really tries to make me feel like I'm a part of the team, which is really lovely because I have a lot of clients that like, I barely even talk to them. (laughs) So yeah. And I think that's the key, isn't it? It's just, 
like making that just that little bit of effort to say I see you yeah like, you know I know you're there like you, I know you work for me but I mean we we use Slack as well and I, I do love Slack for team communications because it does allow you to you know send all you know all 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 staff type comms and say hey everyone and we just like our team just checks in every morning um our swish online team and everyone was always we always have a gif off like um whose happy birthday gif or whose good morning gif is the best um and it's just little things like that that just make people feel a bit connected it's a bit of an in joke anything that creates like an in joke type of situation is a good good thing definitely that, that for team building i find so yes um, Alison asked another question. She says, how do, you give, how do you give yourself a quick mental break from work without looking at your phone and wasting time on Facebook, Instagram, etc." I read. So in the last week or so, I've removed Instagram and Facebook from my phone. So when I'm lying in bed in the morning, waiting for everyone to wake, wake up, I just read my book, which is awesome. Um, and I also crochet while listening to a podcast. And during the work day, if I need to have Instagram or Facebook on my phone, if I'm doing Facebook lives or you know, doing work for a client and I need to look at their Instagram. I put Instagram on my phone at the beginning of the day. And then if I need to concentrate and write for a couple of hours, I bought a phone lock, like a, it's a box (sighs) where you put your phone in and it's (laughs) timed. It is so good. But ever since I bought it, Ben has just been like trapping treats inside just because he thinks it's funny. (laughs) So I'll walk past the kitchen and there'll just be like a muffin sitting in there. (laughs) And such a dick like he'll put it in he'll put it in at nine o'clock in the morning and he'll be like oh I can have my muffin at 5 p.m and I'm like dude you just kept you've you've just kept the lock box locked all day so now I can't put my phone in it just just for your muffin muffin. and also there's six more muffins in the cupboard this is just none of this makes any sense so thankfully the novelty of that's worn off now um, but it's actually it's really good and I know that you're against things like that Kel but I've found it very yes I'm useful. very against them <laughs> I'm very against them because I feel if for a catch-up for anyone who hasn't listened for a long time I feel like we should be able to ex- exert our own self-control and not need a lock box <laughs> to stop us from but you know whatever works whatever works and also I'm I just it's always Kelly. If, also, if I don't mind if you do it, that's fine. It's just that I hold myself to a higher standard than you know. <laughs> no, I don't hold myself to a higher standard than anybody else, but I always feel really disproportionately disappointed in myself if I have to resort to something locking me out of something because I have no self-control. It's yeah, it's nothing anybody else does or I don't judge anybody else for like using those tools, but just it disproportionately disappoints me in myself and um, I can't deal with the disappointment, so I don't do it. (laughs) Um, So how do you give uh, yourself a quick mental break, oh, perfect person? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I work on my puzzle. I have – I did a – I found a few puzzles at the news agent the other day. I kind of replenished my supplies the other day. I did a swap with a friend. I went to the just saw some at the news agent, so I got some from there. So I've got a really nice New York one going at the moment, Central Park, New York. Um, so I work on my puzzle, and that is specifically exactly for that reason, Alison, is to stop me, um, to give me a viable alternative 
to going on Facebook and Instagram. I kind of have allocated times during my day, which is for Instagram and Facebook scrolling. But in the evening, kind of like after I finish my work day and the kids are home from school, I don't really want to be doing that. So I have my puzzle, but I also have my little code breaker crossword things that I mentioned earlier. They're just, yeah, really great for exactly that purpose. So I'm definitely going to share in the group my little code breaker things. Um, What's the next question? Oh, next question from Danielle is, can you suggest any ways or ideas to help people holiday at home? Uh, I saw a few companies encouraging backyard camping, which we've considered, but it gets below zero where we live, so no. But if you live in a hotter climate, backyard camping, do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't get the backyard camping thing. Um, I just can't understand why anybody would sleep in a tent when there's a perfectly comfortable bed like 20 metres away. But um, I, I have to admit, I... I find this whole, the concept of holidaying at home relatively easy because that's where I just love to be. um, What I do though is, and this is easier said than done for a lot of people I know, is I make, I just don't let myself do any chores or work or odd jobs around the house. Like I think to myself, if you were at a beach house in Bustleton, what what would you be doing? You would be lying on the couch reading, you'd be doing a puzzle, you'd be doing your crossword, like going for walks, but you wouldn't be doing chores. You wouldn't be doing any cleaning other than just cleaning up when you make something to eat. So I kind of just go, right, if, if I wouldn't be doing this if I was away in Bustleston somewhere, then I won't do it here at home. And we quite often do the holiday. Like, so we've been kind of doing weekend holiday at home things during isolation just to make a very distinct difference between what's a weekday and what's a weekend. And it's just been a really nice mental break. So, yes, hopefully that helps. Um, Kerry has asked, what has been your guilty pleasure during lockdown? Has it surprised you? Is it something that under normal circumstances you wouldn't have thought twice about? So mine is, is that I've actually stopped working so hard and it has been lovely. I was sort of already doing that after having Harriet, but I'm really doubling down on it. Uh, I, if I have a client day, they book me for usually seven hours in a day. I generally work through my lunch break just to get those seven hours in. I start at eight. I finish at seven hours after eight o'clock, <laughs> usually, usually <laughs> about three o'clock. Um, yeah. And I just, I don't work at night. I try not to work on weekends. I just, yeah, my phone's basically dead to me. I'm sure people have noticed this, but I spend very little time mm. on social media at the moment. I'm just not interested in it. So I do what work I need to do. I do my blog posts. I do the podcast. I don't interact as much online because it's just not really what I want to be spending my time doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I've definitely noticed you spending less time there. Um, cause I don't spend a whole lot of time no. there, but I think you spend even less. Um, look, my guilty pleasure has been being at home and not having to go anywhere and just really loving that. Um, that's been lovely. Um, That's not surprising to me, nor is the guilty pleasure I have in not having to kiss or hug anybody. (laughs) That's not my kids. (laughs) I love that. Actually, yeah, I think the guiltiest pleasure has definitely been how much I've enjoyed, like, yeah, seeing people and not having to touch them in any way, not even shake their hands. It's amazing. there's been a lot of people that have had guilty confessions of like, I've actually quite enjoyed isolation. Yeah, I, if I, I wasn't I working. It. I thought it was dreadful from start to finish. <laughs> yeah, I actually found it, I, I've, I've quite liked it, which, yeah, it feels 
I feel bad, but I've only liked it because I have had, I have secure income. If I didn't have secure income, it would have been really stressful and awful. Mm. Um, but because I have secure income and also Perth is doing quite well, I've been able to enjoy it. But yes, I know that's not the reality for most people in the world. Um, so this one's more for you, Carl's making friends. You did an episode a while ago. We did an episode a while ago about making friends. Um, but at that point, neither of us needed to make friends. Um, but Vanessa's in a place now where she's needing to build, um, more of a community around her once, once COVID is kind of over and we can see people again. So you were trying to make friends, um, in your new town. How have you been going oh, look, before COVID? I was working so hard pre COVID and I was making real headway. I joined a book club and I hosted a morning tea and I was going on play dates and COVID oh has my just, God, I'm getting hives listening. To it has just ruined all of my progress. But yeah, I was basically just getting involved and instigating catch-ups and it was definitely working. I'm planning on doing a show with the local theatre company when something good pops up, like if they cast me, obviously. And <laughs> we're getting to know our neighbours too, which is really nice, but it really is all about joining in and being proactive and accidental friends happen so rarely. You have to yeah, take action. It is very very rare I agree with you on and that. it was a proper project like that was kind of my thing that I was doing at the beginning of the year was instigating catch-ups doing play dates trying to you know strike up conversations with people at the gym that kind of thing so yeah I sound really creepy but I will make friends here <laughs> I will do it <laughs> awesome um so the next question is from Maddie and it gave me a bit of a giggle. She said, hi, Kelly and Carly, are you two into skincare? If so, what are your holy grail products? Um, Carl? So I've never been super into skincare because I've got pretty low maintenance skin. I generally just cleanse and moisturize. Um, but my cousins and I got into a conversation recently about it. And one of my cousins asked me thinking I'd know, and I didn't know. And then I would think you would know. No, I yeah. don't. Well, I mean, like this is going to sound like a humble brag, but I, no, I have actually just really good skin, so I don't really need to yeah, worry about I'm it. I'm a little bit the same. Much. Like, and my both of my parents look like they're about twenty years younger than they are, so I'm not worried either. Um, yeah. So it's not. It's never. My skin has never really been a big concern for me, but. Uh, my cousin asked me and then my other cousin jumped in and I was like, oh, well, maybe I should be doing some preventative things because, you know, I don't know, just because I felt like it. So I got uh, a squalene cleanser and hyaluric acid from a company called The Ordinary and I got Face Hero face oil from GoTo Skincare and a retinol from a brand called Rock, R-O-C, and according to the science, it's all about retinol, uh, but I'm still waiting for mine, mine to arrive, so I haven't tried it yet. Um, but uh, I need to let you know that you can't use retinol if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, um, but apparently retinol is, you know, all the rage. And I do feel like my skin is looking better because I mentioned a couple of episodes ago how horrific I was looking because I was yeah, so tired. You were. <laughs> um, I'm not getting much more sleep, but I do feel like I look less haggard, so yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I I don't I don't know if I really buy into the whole skincare thing, but I'm enjoying it and it's fun. So yeah, Kel. Yeah. Well, see, I'm like you in that I've I've never had problem skin my whole life. Um, so I've never given it really any thought. And when you tell people this, like they are horrified. Yeah. Um, and you, you just you sound like a bit of a braggy dick. Like, and, and you, well, it's just like they're like you don't do anything like you wash your face with soap like you are a, like oh I wouldn't yeah. do that I always use like a cleanser and a proper face I know, moisturizer I know. or I don't wash my face at all or you know <laughs> anyway 
I was looking in the mirror the other day and I did think, because my on my dad's side of the family especially, like that's a very, like looks much like younger than they, like my dad is 83 and looks, you know, in his 60s kind of thing. So I've always kind of just floated along on that kind of, um, just made the assumption I'm going to be like that. But I did look in the mirror the other day and go, look, you know what, Kelly, you're 42 and you look 42. <laughs> I don't know. If, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I've just never really looked my age. I've always been that face where people are like, what? Like, you have two kids? Like, what? And, yeah, now it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you definitely look what you you say you are, Um, which hasn't still hasn't exactly sent me looking for a, you know, to rush to develop a skin um, program. But one of my past book clients is Megan Larson from Sadashi Skincare, and Megan gifted me some of the Sadashi products while I was working with her. And I can honestly say, oh God, I love them so much because of they just have the most incredible uh, incredible fragrance to them, which is not no synthetic fragrances. Megan is, has this really long-standing background in aromatherapy. Um, so all the Sadashi products, like they don't just they feel beautiful on the skin, but they smell amazing. So I'm fully like I love it. So I need to actually kind of probably make a more concerted effort and say to Megan, like, look at my skin, tell me what I need, um, and I will then develop a skincare program using your products because I just, yeah, I absolutely, I don't have any holy grail products, but I do love how the Sadashi products smell. So that's how I choose my <laughs> skincare products. Whoever <laughs> gives them to smell. you and if they smell nice. Whoever gives it to me and they look and they smell amazing. So, yes. Um, next question is from Jody, and she says, Carly, how do you know when you are fat adapted? Off the back of the pork rinds convo <laughs> we had two episodes ago, which I am still reeling from, um, and which Carly did accuse me in the group of what, what, what was the term that you used? Um, assumptive um, grossness. Assumptive grossness. I was suffering from assumptive grossness. She was. Kelly was I, like, they're so I, gross, guys. Don't eat them. And I was like, Kelly. Have you tried them or are you just assuming they're gross? And she was indeed assuming they were gross. Assuming that they were gross. And I continue to assume because I don't know I can hear it. But, um, yes, um, Carly, uh, sorry, Jody says she knows when she's fat adapted because she says um, when she's starving she eats some fat. That's kind of what she craves. She's still, still playing with that concept and she's interested in your thoughts. Mine's really simple. I'm fat adapted when I don't feel sick when I eat a lot of fat. So a few years ago, if I ate pork belly for dinner, I'd feel really sick. And when I'm fat adapted, I don't. Interesting. Mm. Good to know. Yeah, because I do. I too get that kind of sickish feeling if I eat a bit of, yeah, like a pork belly where you go, it's so yum. And then um, you regret then, it. Yeah. So the next question is from Brie and she said, I'm not sure if this has been done before, but introverts and extroverts, more specifically, can you change, um, because we mentioned this a few episodes ago about can you change like what you are or change to be something you'd rather be like? Um, She says, all my life I felt like I'm an extrovert, but as I've gotten older, I feel I've come to terms with my inner introvert and appreciate alone time more. So I'm definitely an extrovert, but I do enjoy my quiet time and more so since 
you know, being with an introvert. Uh, I feel like age does make a difference though. I craved constant company in my twenties, uh, and I'm very happy to be alone now. Having said that, I'm rarely alone. Ben and I both work from home. Uh, and I much prefer having him there. Like we rarely speak to each other during the day. I just enjoy the energy of just another- like having him there. Yeah. yeah. It's not even him. I just want the energy of another person. So Mm. Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of feel like it, it can kind of go up and down throughout your life depending on your circumstances. Yeah, I, I think it's important to remember that introversion and extroversion exist on a spectrum. So you, you know, there's they're not. It's not an either or proposition. They're more. It's more a degrees type thing. I also think different seasons of life and different stresses can move us along where we sit on that spectrum a bit and also like just on a day-to-day basis, um, just different situations can do that. But, you know, even the thing is though that ultimately even the most hardest of hardcore extroverts need time alone and this is confusing for people because they're like, if I'm an extrovert and I need time alone, what does that mean? Um, So I think the key a lot of the time is just ignore the label and just tune into what your brain is telling you that you need. Like is your brain craving in-person connection with other people? Then go get it if you can get it. Probably can't get it right now, but if you can, go get it. Also, extroverts aren't like like attention-starved dogs. They're discerning. They don't (laughs) need to be around any person at any opportunity. You know, there are some people that we don't like spending time around, in which case we will choose to be alone rather than spend time around someone we We don't like. Be with them, yeah. I think people kind of get caught up thinking like, oh, hey, this is weird. I'm an introvert. Why do I need, like, why am I suddenly craving seeing other people? Um, You know, and I just think if you're an extrovert and you're feeling completely burnt out and you just don't feel like having any human interaction and a given day like just go with it so yeah I guess what I'm the bottom line of what I'm saying is just forget the labels like know what your tendency is so that you can kind of monitor like if you're it's more if your energy levels are really low and you're like oh why are my energy levels really low oh because I've been out and interacting with people all day and now I just need some quiet time at home to recharge because that's how I recharge um go with that but you know if you tune into your body and your mind and you can figure out like how you're feeling, then you can figure out how to get what you need to feel better. So, yes, and I love I love my labels, but sometimes even I think, yeah, we just got to let go of the labels and just tune into whatever our brain is telling us it needs and give it to our brain. I agree. Um, yeah, so that is the end of the Q&A session. So in to uh, kicked our ass this week, Carl. So this is going to sound completely nuts, but there was this whole thing with Clementine Ford this week. Uh, she's a feminist commentator, if you don't know who she is, and she posted a nasty message that she received from a 14-year-old boy to hold him accountable for what he had said to her. And a lot of her followers said that she shouldn't have exposed him because he's a child, but she was so articulate in explaining why she did it and why she doesn't regret it and why it needs doing. And she recorded this haunting video called Silence in her stories on Instagram, and it's totally worth a watch. She has it saved to her highlights. I'd be surprised if it's not still there by the time this airs. And I just felt so heavy for her all day after engaging in the whole narrative. And I just think she's so brave and wonderful. And I'm just very grateful for her. A lot of people say that Clementine Ford isn't their cup of tea or that her message is too angry. And I just think that's such rubbish. She's a total crusader. The shit she puts up with online every day to share her incredible message and to create a safe world for women is just heartbreaking. I think she's a hero. I think she's a tireless hero who needs a break and I just hope she gets it. And she's doing all this hard work 
and uh, you know women are the ones that are benefited benefiting from it and I just think we should all rally around her and protect her and I just want to give her a hug and send her to a place where there's no internet so that she can you know bake cookies with her son and not get abused for doing such incredible work Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I somehow missed all of that. I didn't see any of it. So I don't I don't have an opinion anyway. But I will say that um, when Clem or, or somebody likes her, somebody who is like her, reacts publicly to this kind of thing, what people need to understand is hundreds of microaggressions have preceded that action. So maybe it seems over the top because, hundred hundred microaggressions have led her to then going right I'm, I'm I'm so sick of this I'm going to make an example of this guy that doesn't make it right or wrong what she did I just think what it it's easy for people to say mm. in isolation so treat that situation in isolation and go oh Clem should should do this or should do that or shouldn't do this or do that but the thing is you can't treat these things in isolation you've got to understand like the it's part of a cumulative effect yeah of 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 what she's copying on a daily basis um and just understand that none of us are in a position to judge unless we too have experienced that cumulative effect that she is getting um, so that's all I'll say on that because I don't have an informed opinion no, that, about No, that's me. a perfect thing to say. And anyone who does watch her silent story, that's pretty much exactly what it is. is she she explains the whole thing and it, it is a culmination of just the torrent of daily abuse she gets. So that was a that was a perfect thing to say, Kel. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> um, so on to what kicked my ass um, <laughs> is Zoom calls. <laughs> um, I've had to do so many of them in ISO and I find them really draining and apparently this is not just a me thing there is this thing called that they're calling zoom fatigue mm. and and it, and it just shows that group interactions meeting via zoom are more draining than normal they interactions because for two reasons like one you can see yourself like when I'm talking to another person in real life I can't see myself <laughs> so I don't care so what I look like <laughs> But on a Zoom call, I can see myself and it's really off-putting and I'm constantly trying to find a better <laughs> angle because <laughs> I'm clearly more vain than I realise. Um, so there's that. You're constantly looking at yourself while also trying to look at other people and because we're on these calls and you can de- see different proportions of people, like there's always that one person where you can only see half their head. Or like, just up their on, nose. People. Or just out there, no, it's like adjust the angle. Come on, seriously. Um, anyway, you're, you know, so you're missing body language type cues. So you're being hyper vigilant to, to accommodate that as well. So yeah, in the end, all builds up to Zoom fatigue. Um, the technology is amazing. We're so lucky to have it, but it does go to show that like, I don't really talk, like talking to people in real life, but I'm actually quite desperate to not do Zoom calls anymore that I'm actually actively encouraging people to come and meet me in real life now that I can. So very unusual. Uh, but, yeah, Zoom calls are the ones that are kicked, kicking my ass. Um, Carl, what, what have you kicked ass at? So kicked ass, uh, I'm still sticking to my 45-minute walk every single day. I haven't skipped a single day since about February, uh, and I reckon I'm just going to stick to it forever at this point. I mean, might as well. Oh, it's so good. Walking is so good. So good. If, especially if you're, like, living in a nice place where you can walk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've started taking the dogs to the um, to a big oval because taking my two dogs for walk on the lead is um, it just does my head in because 
Bobby's really great. He just will trot along next to me. But Emily's like, she wants to go there. She wants to go there. She wants to have a sniff. She wants to like it. It's not a walk. It's, Emily is I Mia's what dog, is. yeah? She's they 100% sound. Mia's dog and 100%. Yeah. Yeah. They found each other very quickly. <laughs> um, she just does what she wants. So at least like, so what I've been doing is taking them to this big oval and then I just walk laps around this oval and they will go and sniff in a corner and then they will put their heads up and go, where's Kelly? And then they'll come and find me and run to me and then they'll go sniff a dog. And it's, yeah, but I've actually found it really soothing, like this walking of laps around an oval. It sounds really like it would be really boring, but it's actually been quite meditative almost. So, yes, there's something about walking and there's something about walking where you can see a lot of green, which both Definitely. of you and I can. Um, but yes, that's not my kicked ass. My kicked ass is I have completed my circles on my Apple Watch and um all the circles have completed me um every single day well since I first done. got the watch. <laughs> Seventeen days ago, so I'm very proud. Um but of course Sometimes feeling it's a little hard, bit cool. particularly if you're in isolation and you're not kind of doing oh. any of your incidental stuff. You often have to kind of, you know, walk around outside for a bit. Well, this is it. Like if I don't do like a half hour run or a half hour um, workout in my garage, it's really, really hard to get my um, my calories circle f- completed. Um, so I am feeling a little bit bullied by my watch, like I can't have a day off now. Yeah, um, totally. <laughs> but, that wears um, off after a while. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, at some stage I will break the cycle and I will have a day where I don't complete the circles and then I'll be more comfortable with it from there. But because this is my first streak, I don't want to break it just yet. So, yes, they, there you go. I've kicked up. That's my kicked ass. Um, so, yeah, wrapping up, Kyle, just to re- before you wrap up, just a reminder, this is the last episode for this current season of ours. Um, so we usually take about a three-week break and then we'll be back in your ears in about, yeah, three weeks after that. Um, Kyle? Yeah, so that just about wraps it up. Don't forget we have a Patreon page which keeps straight and curly in your ears and covers our production costs. If you love listening to the show and you want to support it, just visit patreon.com forward slash straight and curly. You can follow each of us on Instagram at Smaggle and at Kelly Exeter. And don't forget to leave us a review. I'm hoping by the time you guys listen to this, we will yeah. have reached 200. We are so, so close. Uh, yeah, so if we haven't, or even if we had, just drop us a review. Agree, agree. And, yes, jump into the Facebook group while we're on a break. Ask questions. Keep the conversation going. We love the conversations everyone has in the group, the way everyone help, gets behind each other and helps each other out with really solid, um, sensible advice, um, non-binary, non-dogmatic advice. We love you guys in the group and we look forward to seeing you in there. Thank you so much for listening to Straight and Curly. This week's show notes and links will be available at straightandcurly.com. And if you have any questions or weird self-improvement hacks you want us to trial, you can tweet us at Kelly Exeter or at Smaggle, or you can email us at hello at straightandcurly.com. Bye.